Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all Seven Rounds and Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. The NFL Draft is less than a week away. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. just another scout leaking irrelevant info about Justin Fields and hopes he slides. And with me, as always, is AJ. All I want is... Single high safeties, Marchese. Amen, brother. Amen. Today we're continuing our 2021 NFL draft position rankings with the safeties and our divisional draft previews with the NFC South. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Driving up. To Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day. Don't draft specialists on the second day. Maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now on pro basketball in the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline.ag has all the betting action. In the NBA, the conference races are heating up as teams prepare to make their run for the playoffs. And if baseball is your first love, BetOnline has you covered. If you love hockey, golf, MMA, and championship boxing, Bet Online has it all. Every sport, every game, every matchup. Bet Online has you covered for all the odds and real time updates and is the place to be for all your sports betting needs. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website. Or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. And if you're looking for another way to bring home the game, why don't you head on down to the App Store and download Locker Room? It's a live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to all your favorite podcast hosts, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect. For watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experience on the app. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow all your favorites and get notified when their room goes live. AJ, how is your Toronto Sports Locker Room um group going <laughs> my group 
is uh is it's going good, man. I uh lots of fiery Toronto sports take talk and uh we uh we've settled that uh Ty Domi should come out of retirement uh if the Leafs want to win the cup. That's what they need. And uh I just I, I wonder what was your take on Justin Watson being at the Raptors game last night? Uh, okay, I'll break this down quickly. I won't, I won't, look, you can listen to the full three-hour breakdown of Watson, Evans, and uh, Chris Godwin being at the Raptors game uh, later <laughs> on Locker Room. But for now, I'll just say, very happy Godwin was there. Very happy Evans was there. Not happy Watson was there. Oh, would you have preferred Scotty Miller? Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. He, he, I feel like he's very much more uh, Raptors culture. I'll just say that. Woo, shots fired at Justin Watson and his Ivy League degree. <laughs> okay, safeties, safeties. Our final real position, I mean, Whoa. our second last position group Thank you. For, the, uh, for the 2021 NFL Draft. Uh, hey, come Monday, you'll get to listen to us talk specialists. So, kickers, punters, and return men, your favorite. Uh, but the safeties. Um, overall, I... I I personally really actually enjoy this group. I know it's not, there's not a top heavy, there's no definite first round safety in the class. It's not top heavy. There's some solid depth. It kind of falls off pretty quick. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of guys who I think can be third safeties and contribute on special teams. Yeah. But I, I, I don't know. I found the group pretty enjoyable. No, it's a fun group. Um, You know, the, the, it's, it's always fun when you get so many of the like bigger safeties. Uh, those are always fun. And I, I'm always going to fall in love with a couple of them. So that that's cool. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's, uh, like in the middle of the draft, I like the group, you know, like, like I got a big portion, like fourth round grades, um, a decent amount of fifth round grades. Like in there, I think there's a lot of guys that um, could, like, like you said, like will be good third safeties. Um, a lot of, a lot of really good special teams contributors. Um, and like a couple of guys that I think, have very interesting traits that you could develop into something. Um, but overall, I definitely agree. It's a fun group. Um, lots of, lots of willing tacklers. I'll, I always appreciate it. It's a, it's a good group. It's just, yeah. Uh, no first round grade for me. Um, the top guy is in my top 32, however, but just, just not Same. a first round grade. Um, and yeah, I, I like it. It's just not a, sorry. He, yeah, specifically 32nd. Um, I like it. It's just, yeah, just not, not a special group, but a fun group. And speaking of fun, you've always loved floors. So who's your highest floor? I do love floors, uh, especially mahogany. That's very pricey. Anyways, uh, I I mm-mm, I struggled a little bit between my floor and ceiling. Um, for for my highest floor, I ended up going with Richie Grant, who. I'm, Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm again. I'm. You know what's funny? I did such a complete 180 on Richie Grant. I don't know. Old people have been listening for a long time, or I guess if you have a really good memory, I've never been a big Richie Grant fan. You know, before this season, and then you know, watching him uh, over the course of the year, I was starting to get into him. And then it wasn't until the Senior Bowl that he really, like, I, I really started to love him. And then throwing on the tape and getting diving into the 2020 tape, uh, really, really appreciate Richie Grant and. Anyways, five eleven and a half, one ninety seven ish. Um, like not, not the biggest athlete or anything, but that that senior bowl week, like where he just looked so good in man coverage. Um, his lips, his, his hips, <laughs> his hips looked cornery. Um, he was physical as hell. Multiple interceptions, 
And then you throw on the tape and you see the same thing. Like he's he's more than willing, a physical tackler. Um, around the line of scrimmage, he's very good. He's going to come down hills and make those tackles. He's he's getting into passing lanes too around the scrimmage, line of scrimmage. Um, just getting his hands up. And then like in, in deep zone, I think his eyes are pretty good. Um, he can play a bit of center field. His, his range is good. Um, the ball skills are clean. And then, like I said, the man ability, you, you don't – like it shows up on tape, but he wasn't asked to do it too much. But the senior bowl just shows that I, I know he can do it to to an ex- extent, right? So, like, I, I got mm, – I got Sorry? Definitely. Yeah. So, I got no worries about him matching up over tight ends or some slot guys. Um, the knocks on him, though, you know, he's a bit older, so, but he's going to be 24 midway through the season. Like I said, average speed, not a great second gear. Um, and then I guess you're still having those open field tackling concerns. He cleaned it up a lot in, in 2020. But it was really bad in 2018 and 2019. But you can still those, mm-hmm. see those over-aggressive angles, and they can cause some bigger run busts. And I don't know. like I, I, But I think when you put it all together, I just feel like a, he's a guy that's going to be in the league for a long time. And he's got such like the demeanor to be a really, really solid guy. And I, I got him in like the mid-second round. I'm a big fan of his. Um, I think, again, I'm not saying he's a sure-fire thing. But I, I like I like all the parts there, and I like I like his makeup. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean in in today's NFL, um, I think you can not ignore the issues in, with his tackling. Mm-hmm. But again, you did mention he did clean it up a lot this year. Um, but it becomes less of a concern when you've got a guy who can match up with slot receivers, who yeah. can shadow tight ends, who can play single high. Like he played. All, too deep he's played single high um i i think ideally he's playing more of that overhang uh kind of nickel role but you don't you're not worried if he rotates over top yeah um and he he's very scheme versatile which is a big plus I, I, which is something i found uh, a handful of these guys mm-hmm. are pretty versatile scheme wise um i i am with you in terms of i did a 360 on him or 180 or whatever Tony Hawk does um, with his, his 2018 that the missed tackles was mm-hmm. a big, big, big concern for me. And then he, he improved somewhat in 2019, but there was a big leap this year. And then, yeah, you see him at the senior bowl and he is so fluid and his feet yeah. are so quick and he, his eyes are really great. And it kind of makes up for when he's playing deep, uh, it kind of does make up yeah. for that lack of true long speed is his, ability to put himself in the right position for sure um i i i think like he is very worth a top 60 pick like he shouldn't get into the second round i don't think um especially considering the versatility versatility he'll offer uh Mm -hmm. i i think he's a a fun highest floor pick i picked javon holland for similar reasons with that ability to be kind of a bit of a matchup player um, to mm-hmm. play, uh, he I mean he played a lot of nickel at Oregon, but he can play over top. He he also adds punt return ability. Yeah, um, I I think uh, Holland versus Grant's a fun debate because I think for the most part, most people have Trevon Morig as their number one safety, um, and then it's kind of Holland and Grant are the next two, um, in various orders. Uh, with Holland, I think you get a little bit more size, a little. Uh, are a lot more physicality and, and feistiness getting downhill um a little a little more range too 
but he's not the same fluid cover man where yeah. like again i think you feel pretty comfortable for the most part having richie grant play man on a slot or or a tight end versus holland i don't think he has the same yeah i guess the same fluidity and, and there's maybe not the same click and close types of like richie grant looks like a corner at times mm-hmm. where javon holland uh who i who i do have above richie grant where javon holland uh looks like a safety playing down low um which is that, that's not meant to sound like a knock it's more like a hype up for richie grant um and, and i i think holland's a more instinctual run defender and a a, a much better force player on the outside um and, and always willing to get downhill and, and stick his nose in um, but again, like those, both those two and Morig, I think you could, those are the kind of the three guys you're looking at for the highest floor. Yeah. And I think those are the three best safeties in the class, yes. clearly in a class of their own, if you will. Um, Grant and Holland are actually back to back on my big board. So there's like no separation between the two of them for me. Um, and yeah, to talk about Holland a little bit more. Um, yeah, he's such a good run defender. Like. Uh, I don't know if there's anyone in this group that takes on and sheds blocks better than he does. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah, and he just like a, a, such a good feel for defending the run. Like, um, like he can he can like set the edge a little bit, closing on off the edge, like collapses in on the ball, um, like coming off the edge, makes the tackle, and then yeah, no no fear there. And he's also just got like really good um, eye balance between the backfield and the wide receiver. So like. Funny enough, remember we talked about that with, with corners a lot. A lot of them are just focusing on the wide receivers, and, you know, it's a different game outside. But uh, for Holland, it's, you know, he, he's just he's seeing the whole field at, at that point, and uh, there, there's no there's no fucking up if <laughs> if it's a handoff or if it's a pass. Um, and then, yeah, he, another guy. Such an awesome play demeanor. He's competing every single snap. He's all out every snap. Um, got thump in his tackles. So, like, I, I like around the line of scrimmage, I have absolutely no issues with Javon Holland. I think he's he's gonna look great, and he's always around the football. And then I, I he's not as fluid as as Grant. I, I I'm not too worried about that though, because I think his feet yeah. are really crisp. Um, he's kind of like a looser athlete. Um, not not looser than Grant. I'm just saying looser in general. Uh, but not not super explosive. I know he ran pretty well. He ran a four four six. That's more than good for safety. But maybe maybe some long speed issues with Holland, but, like, nothing I'm really worried about. I think, like, I, I'm completely fine with you saying he's got the highest floor. Um, I think uh, you can flip the, a coin. The The main reason I lean him is I think he, of the entire safety class, has the best combination of uh, cover versatility and, and mm-hmm. ability as a box player and run defender. Like, yeah. of the – the because there are, like you mentioned, there are a handful of very large safeties yeah. who, for the most part, are – pretty great in the box um but aren't the same obviously in in coverage as some of these other guys uh so i think you get that feistiness and ability the take on ability with holland in the box Mm -hmm. but you also get the ability for him to match up with tight ends to play too deep he can i don't want to play him in single high but he can survive there yeah um and, and come down and be a nickel like he yeah i guess it's just the overall first like my comp on him is Justin Reed, who I think we both really loved coming out of Stanford. Yep. And it, it, a part of that was Justin Reed was doing literally everything for that Stanford defense. And you, you saw a lot of that with Javon Holland uh, on that Oregon defense in 2019. And yeah. I think if he had that 2020 season mm-hmm. at Oregon, maybe he'd be viewed more as a first-round player. 
more more buzz around his name for sure. There isn't too much um, buzz really. He's one of the he's not talked about enough. And yeah, you you do throw in the fact that he didn't play this year. Um, he's only twenty one. He's a, it's funny because you, you want to say okay maybe he's a bit of a difficult eval, but he really isn't. He's a good football player. You know yeah. what he does well. Um, but maybe maybe there no, might like, be a, I, a bit of a, a learning curve to the NFL. But I don't. Even, it doesn't even seem like it should be. Um, no. like I, I, I think yeah. he uh, of of non first round players. I think he's probably uh, 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 when I say non first round players, I mean not based on my grades, but more so guys who aren't going to go in the first round. Um, he he's got one of the highest floors in the in in that group. Like I I, I take like I think him, per like him. And I don't think Elijah Molden's going to end up in the first round. Those two really stick out to me as guys I, I trust to plug and play almost immediately. Uh, but that's just your Pac-12 bias, though. Yeah, well, of course, of course. Sorry. And let me continue to name more Pac-12 players as he quickly <laughs> looks through his board. Levi on Mizuriki, same <laughs> deal there. <laughs> can All I? Pac-12 guys in my top 100. Can I just uh, say one more thing with Holland? I just love how. Um, easily, like he pattern matches uh, when he's off man, he, he just makes it look so easy. Yeah. Like, he's, and he's a, he, he. You mentioned he's not like the most twitchy guy, but he's a very smooth operator. Yeah. that's for sure. Yeah, and I think obviously again, it, 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 and comparing him to Richie Grant, no, he's not as fluid as him, but he for a, like he's a he's a lot bigger than um, a lot of a lot of nickels like guys who look this smooth at nickel, and he, like he's six one two oh seven doing that, and he. He at sometimes he has corner hips, but like not in terms of like the the fluidity, but more like uh, sometimes you'll see him like just snap him so quick and like breaking back towards the ball and stuff. Yeah, like I, I don't, I'm not worried about Javon Holland. I'm a, I'm also yeah. a huge fan. They're, like uh, I think, I think Grant is 44 and and Holland's 45th on my big board. Um, say that again. Sorry, Holland's 44 and Grant is 45. Reversed, but yeah, no. Oh, uh, sorry, Grant oh, is 43. Okay. Holland is 44. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm a little higher on Holland and a little lower on Richie Grant, but similar idea. Both both uh, second round guys. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and then who who's your highest ceiling? I put I put Merrick here. Yeah, that's same. Um, and yeah, he, he's my safety one. Not to spoil anything, but like I said, not a first yeah. round grade. The, it's not often. Yeah, high second round grade. It's not often you find a guy who I he was. It felt like he was playing a ton of single high in 2019 mm-hmm. and less so in 2020, where they had him playing more just too deep and yeah uh, as as a nickel or overhang player um which i thought helped his stock because prior to that you didn't necessarily get to see him as evolved because he's playing single high in college football you're not you don't have the same uh amount of chances to kind of find yourself involved because of all the bubble screens and and like RPOs and whatever. Definitely. Um, but so he got to be more involved in 2020. I think you saw that. And you got to see him be a little more physical, a little more feisty, um, while still seeing him make tons of plays on the ball and, and look so natural uh, when he's got his eyes on the quarterback as his own defender. But also seeing a little bit more of him matching up like one-on-one with slots and tight ends. I, mm-hmm. I think it was the Oklahoma game. He was just fucking incredible. Yep. Um, he, kept, he kept breaking up balls. Uh, awesome ball skills, both in in terms of ability to locate and create turnovers, yep. but also in, in his ability to through traffic get his arm in the right place to ensure the receiver doesn't catch the football. You, you can really um, feel his length when uh, when he's when he's at the catch point. Yes, uh, and, and like he's not 
a, a, an incredible athlete or anything. I think th- like that the he's he's not twitchy. No, kind of like Holland in in that he's not twitchy, but he's smooth. And yeah, there are some long speed questions. Like I don't want him matching up with a one on one with a fucking four three receiver. Yeah, yeah, but. He he, his instincts in in eyes and zone allow him to put himself in in the right place when he's playing single high. And you see, like range to me isn't a question, even though he doesn't have that that um, big time long speed. Agree, agree. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say that also, like as a tackler, he's he's just got a lot of range in his tackle too. Um, and yeah, like like you said, he he can cover tight ends uh, no problem. Like. He's picking up receivers and mirroring them with ease. And like you said, that, that's something you saw him do more this year than in 2019. Um, and then when, when he's playing closer to the line in like shallow zone, his eyes are really good. He's got a really nice feel for that. Um, and then, yeah, like, like like we just mentioned, you can see his length to reach around the bigger body guys and, and get to that catch point. And I think that's that was, that really impressed me. And I think it was specifically the Oklahoma game this this year um, that he really that really shined for him. And I, I maybe... I'm not no. I'm not going to say I'm less concerned about the long speed, but I'm not really concerned about it. Like you said, you're four three guys. No, I'm uh, gonna I'm gonna be I, a little I was worried there. Say like, yeah, like he ran a four five two. Yeah, but you don't really see those speed concerns on tape. No, I, no, I agree. So I think like I'm okay with the long speed. I think maybe not elite recovery speed though. Um, so that that you you can knock him for that a little bit. But yeah, I, other than that, my, my, go ahead. Yeah. My main question to you about him is. What do you think, it, like, what's the ideal way you want to deploy him? Because obviously, like I said, he was playing a ton of single high in 2019, and you saw him more too deep and, and nickel in, in, in 2020. What what do you feel most comfortable playing him in? Obviously, he can pl- play all around. He's, I think, again, 2020 showed he's more scheme versatile. But what do you think, is, is single high his ideal spot, like playing in that big-time kind of cover one, cover three Seattle Seahawks system? I ideal spots. Um, it's such a tough ask, right? Like I, I think he can do it, uh, and you're fine with it. Like I, I've got no issues there. I think he, he's the best of the, the class at like that. He's probably the only one that you're really gonna ask to do that, um, off the bat at least. Um, maybe, maybe in a in a two deep would be his actual ideal situation. But regardless, I, I. I think, like you said, he added to his versatility this year, um, and I think I think you're plugging him into whatever scheme, and you're playing him however you need him to be played, and not worrying about it. Mm-hmm. I think he he's a very versatile back end player, where Javon Holland's more of the versatile, yeah, kind of down low player. Yeah, no, agreed. And again, I don't have issues with Morig if you're playing him around the line of scrimmage, which I mean, you're not going to have him too often, but you know what I mean. You, you still like to see his ability to do that. Um, yeah. I will say there are times where um, misdirection can kind of kind of fool him a bit, and he'll take some poor angles to the ball um, against the run. Again, he's not he's not the he's not the same force player tack, uh, tackler and run defender as as a Javon Hall. And yeah. That's for sure. So so I'll, uh, my comp is Jesse Bates, which I saw elsewhere, um, who he really reminds me of, and that was one of my knocks on Bates, and I was lower on him, and obviously I was stupid. Um, because like he's he's more of just a solid rap tackler and he's more um just patient in the open field. Let's like he, he let I don't even want to say he'll let the ball carrier come to him. Um but but a little bit like that. Like he's just more patient. Mm-hmm. 
He, he's not coming into um, looking for the kill shot. And that reminds me a lot of Jesse Bates. And that was something where I, 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 I fell off of Bates for, and I was clearly wrong. So this time I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not letting it fool me. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think – but th- that's the funny thing. Is you will see some on ideal angles, but most of the time he's just playing really patient, uh, especially in the open field, and just kind of letting, letting the, the play come to him, which is no, no big deal. We learn from our mistakes, AJ, and showing that you've grown as a person, that you recognize you were wrong, but Jesse Bates and I was right. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, okay, who's your value pick? Day three safety that, that you believe could potentially be a starter. Yeah, uh, I think the most interesting guy in this range to me um, is the guy I, I jumped on late here, uh, the other Cincinnati safety, Derek Forrest. Who... Oh, I put him for sleeper. Okay. Damn. Okay, I mean, I'm fine with I, I... I'm fine with like you could put him. Right. I I got a late fourth on him. Uh, really, really interesting guy. He's he was what six. Yeah, Go ahead. What did you say? Sorry. I I was just gonna say I'm about the same range as you. Yeah. So I, five eleven and a half, two oh six, but kind of like, it's funny. He's got thirty two inch arms, but he doesn't feel that long. It, it's kind of it's like compactly built. Anyways, blew up testing. He ran a four for a one. Uh, jump thirty nine. Uh, eleven foot broad jump. Uh, solid cone. Solid shuttle. Uh, and like you throw on the tape, and right away he he lowers the boom, man. There's no fear coming downhill against the run. Uh, yeah. Even in the past, you see him just lower the shoulder. I watched the Ohio State 2019 game because I mean that's the best competition he faced. I guess oh, Georgia, but um, and like one of the first plays, he's like he dropped down and the ball like Fields got the ball to the to the receiver. I forget who it was, but like he kind of came out of nowhere and just lowered the boom on the sideline and it's separate. And he sees it and goes. And he he played he played for, although they obviously didn't have a great outcome he played awesome in that game yeah he did he did I mean I think he had like nine tackles and a couple of plays on the He's football everywhere. yeah he was and in in in, in, in twenty nineteen obviously other safety James Wiggins was out that year yeah so you got to see Derek Forrest used and I think in a more versatile way than he had previously been used like he was playing a lot of single high in mm-hmm. that game which is normally where James Wiggins would play. But you've also you also get to see him play, um, previously play ball in in the box play as a as an overhang player to combat this the spread and he's a good force player he plays with he yeah. plays a lot of energy and physicality and he's a big time special teams guy so yes I think yeah you you want this guy on your team, uh, prior to the testing and then you see that testing yeah. and you're like oh my goodness there's there's more than just a, a special teams dude here like he. He could be a developmental third safety who becomes something. Yeah, no, I agreed. Um, I like you see the athleticism. Like he, he looks very fluid. Um, you see the burst. Um, I think you kind of play him too deep or or close to the line of scrimmage. He doesn't. He doesn't have the feel for man yet. Uh, that's that's where he struggles. No. Um, he that's can get like, been a lot. That's that, that's the thing for a lot of these guys. Yeah, too. yeah. It's just you know I like him a lot, so I'm kind of holding him to a bit of a higher standard. Um, so like he's got to improve his feel for routes. Um, he can get over aggressive and bite hard at times, but yeah, just he's a really physical tackler. Like in that game, he, he rode Dobbins to the ground pretty good a couple times. So I'm not like there's no concern there. Um, yeah, I, I think he is. He's really he's really um, interesting. Like, uh, sorry, just that, sorry. 2019, he had over 100 tackles. Like that's <laughs> again, tackles aren't the end all be all, but for, for a college safety, having over 100 tackles is really impressive, especially when he's not playing around the line of scrimmage too too much. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, Richie Grant did in 2018. Think about all the ones he missed. <laughs> that's a good point. By the way, uh, I I've 
way too many comps to Seahawks safeties. It wasn't intentional. Uh, my comp for Forrest is Marquise Bradley Blair. Bradley McDougal. Um, I, I have a McDougal comp, but mine is Blair for Forrest. Of course you do. Yeah. I like that. That's um, Well, I feel cheap now because I put James Wiggins as a value pick. You, like, is what do you think about that? I have Wiggins as ten, but I I, I have a mid fourth round grade, so like that's that's perfectly fine. Okay, so it, it's fair game, case. Okay, so I have him in the fourth as well. Yeah, I, uh, I have Wiggins and Forrest back to back, ten and eleven. They're both very good football players. They are. Um, so I, I mentioned Wiggins missed the the twenty nineteen season. Uh, came back to twenty twenty. He was kind of one of the bigger names on their twenty eighteen. I mean, since his defense has been good for so long. He was the kind of one of the bigger names on that 2018 defense. Uh, he came back and he looked he looked good in 2020. Um, yeah. They play him a ton of single high, uh, but he he does other things too. Where like you'll you'll see him and Force play too deep. He'll come down sometimes. I think he's one of the more scheme versatile day three safeties. Where, um, like I I feel comfortable with him matching up with the tight end. I also feel comfortable with him playing. Not like consistently playing single high, but he he can play that cover one, cover three. Uh, he looks good in quarters. He's a good, uh, not a twitchy athlete, but a, I thought he was a pretty smooth athlete. He, and he he's not the most uh, like he's not Derek Forrest when it comes to getting downhill and blowing a dude up. But he, he's a he's a solid tackler. He doesn't miss many tackles. Yeah. He's just not like I'd I'd like to see him be a little bit more feisty. I guess um, was one of my one of my thoughts. And and there are some missteps uh, in coverage, but the athleticism can make up for it at times. I just think like he he's gonna. I think he probably ends up going in the fourth round. Um, and in in a year or two can be contributing as a as a starter on a defense. Um, considering the injury history, and he's also 24 years old, Wiggins is, would you be absolutely shocked if Forrest ends up going over Wiggins? No, because that testing. Yeah, no, I agree. And, 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 on day three, like, you're, you're looking at this group, and, again, it comes back to Forrest being a freaking whiz on special teams, too. Yeah. You know, at minimum with him... You, you're getting that. Like, I think he, if we were to, AJ, maybe for the specialist show, we're, we're ranking our gunners. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, I think if you were to um, put him in, into that category, like, he he's one of the best in the, in the class. Yeah. That's a really good group of specialists, not just returning it, but you see a lot of, like, guys that could become really good gunners. Um, hey, actually, w- Wiggins used to handle the kick return duties at Cincy. I don't, I don't know if you're going to ask him to do that in the NFL, but no, I, I also like Wiggins. Um, agree with a lot of what you said. Um, I will say, uh, again, I'm a little, little concerned about man. I think he's definitely better in zone. I mm. against against like the the. I don't want to say slower, but like you know, a mediocre to poor tight ends. I'm okay with matching him up. But like I, I don't want to match up in man too too much, and um, like I think his hips are a little more a little more tight, um, and I think he just doesn't have as good a feel for routes when he's in man than when he's in zone. Um, no, no, I'm with you. Yeah, but no, yeah, I think I think you, you cover too. Um, uh, you you can see him, you know, close on the ball. He's at his best. Yeah. he's at his best in cover too. Yeah, so I think that's where you kind of put him. And just to add one more thing, he he's you know he's five eleven two oh nine, but like he's really like he's pretty ripped. Like he's a strong dude. Um, he's got good toughness. I can see what you're like because he, he he's a really solid tackler. There isn't like he's not Forrest. There's not a lot of pop to him, but 
like you said, he doesn't miss much. He's very, very sure. And he's a little, I, I can agree, like, he comes downhill and plays around, but you're right, he's not overly aggressive. So he's, he's a little more like, you know, he, he'll wait for the guy to come out of the pile and, and make the tackle then, guy. Right, right. But yeah, I'm yeah, like a big fan of Wiggins, too. Yeah. Both, both, so I mean, those two, and then next year you get uh, some of those corners, and um, what's his name? The edge, uh, my, my J. J. Sanders, yeah, yeah. Like the the fact that the the way Luke Fickle recruits, mm-hmm. it, it's ridiculous. Um, okay, deep sleeper one, two, three. D'Angelo Amos. Oh yes, correct. But I didn't say my sleeper yet. Oh, sorry. I just you know. <laughs> let's let's talk Amos. Yeah, my deep sleeper is also D'Angelo Amos. Uh, no, your sleeper? Okay, okay. Uh, so my sleeper, he he played corner at Pitt. Um, Jason Pinnock, who I'm okay with sticking at corner, but I think you move him to safety, and it's a little a little interesting. So uh, he's six foot and a half, two hundred four. He's a long guy, thirty two inch arms. Uh, another guy who blew up the testing, ran a four four five, jumped almost forty, uh, ten eight broad, six uh, nine cone, like really good. And you see the athleticism; he's he's fluid. I like he's he's pretty raw, right? Like. Like, the more elaborate releases... He played corner, but like I said. More elaborate releases, you're going to turn them inside out. Um, the same thing kind of happened in routes when it's more of a crafty route runner. You'll see some mental lapses, and he'll kind of get too aggressive as a tackler. Um, but kind of flip that to safety, and I think it, it kind of covers some of that. And you see his ability to run with long speed. Um, kind of like when he's in that you know that, that, that shallow zone, you kind of see some, like, safety range ability. Um, so, like, he's, he's a project, but... Um, I think like he's gonna have the chops to cover most tight ends. Um, you see, you see a toughness, a willing tackler out of him. Um, you, you see some fl- like flashes of the ability to work off blocks, uh, like really physically and make that hair trigger tackle. So he's gonna be a complete project. Um, like I think you're getting him. I'm high on him because of the testing. I so, saw, but like you're gonna take him in the six. He's a project, and especially because you, you can stick him at corner. Yeah, I'm fine leaving him outside and working him there. But that's that's a it's a huge bonus when you can. Get a guy who you think is a safety, yeah. but and you're not moving him to safety because of a lack of athleticism. You obviously no. touched on his testing numbers, but you just think he's a better fit there. But to have that um, that experience and versatility to play corner if you need as a as a like you're getting that two positions in theory with a guy like Jason Pinnock, who is who's your highest of the th- of the three pit DBs between him, Demar Hamlin, and Paris Ford. Yeah, I have him the highest. Yeah, I mean, I remember when people were trying to tell us Paris Ford was like safety one. Do you have a draftable on Paris Ford? No, do you? No, I do. I do have on Hamlin though. Ham- Hamlin, I think, is a, a way safer bet than yeah. Paris Ford. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, I, I, are you are you gonna draft a, a 197 pound safety who runs a 485? <laughs> no, I don't. He has the same. He has the same vert as I do. So oh, you know what? That's another thing with Pinnock's testing is that he put up those great numbers while everyone else was testing so bad. So so his numbers would probably be even better if you move him to to what others like. Imagine That's his three cone at Houston, under 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 five. Let him run his forty at Penn State and his three yeah. cone at Houston. Yeah, <laughs> That's what I mean. So like, that, I know it's kind of silly, but in this weird ass year, it makes his numbers look even fucking better. <laughs> because he's the only guy at Pitt who tested well. Yeah. Who who knew how to do anything? I I still don't understand how all the yeah. numbers are so bad. I don't know either. Anyways, <laughs> D'Angelo Amos, Deep baby. Sleeper. D'Angelo Amos. 
Um, obviously, he transferred from James Madison to Virginia as a grad transfer this year. We, we liked him over the summer, James Madison. Um, played a ton of single high at James Madison. Virginia doesn't obviously deploy that same kind of mm-hmm. cover one, cover three D. So he was playing a lot more two deep and, and coming down as an overhang at Virginia this year. He didn't get to return punts like he did at James Madison either. Yeah. Um, a lot of the excitement with him for me at least was how he how like he was clearly the best player on James Madison. Uh, that was my take. Um, and then you see him jump up to Virginia. Uh, into the ACC, immediately earned a starting job, and he, he did it pretty late in the process. Yes. Um, once he found out James Addison wasn't going to be playing, uh, and he, he 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 looks solid. You're in. We're assuming we're getting him undrafted. He looks solid. Um, I think. I mean, the lack of size and and he's not the twitchiest athlete are concerns, but he, he like I just really think he's natural in zone. He, he's really good eyes playing deep on the back end. Um, he had, I thought he had pretty fluid hips too, mm-hmm. uh, and he's not afraid. Like he, he's again slight frame, which is concerning. But and he'll miss tackles, but he's not afraid to stick his nose in, uh, and contribute as a run defender if he has to. The, I think the main issue with him is, is he gonna ha- be able to hack it on special teams to actually stick on a roster? But I, yeah, it, I like I like him too much for what he did. When he was playing uh, on the back, deep on the back end. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, like I, I, I thought he felt like again, like you said, he he went to UVA so late in the process that I'm not knocking him for this, but he felt a little more hesitant at UVA. He didn't feel like he 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 ever really got his footing. But like you said, he earned a starting job right away. So that's not even, that's not a knock as much as it's just you know it's just what it looked like. Um, and yeah, smaller guy, not not great testing, not not terrible though. Um, but yeah, I think I think you do like he didn't look as good as an athlete in the ACC as he did at JMU, which you know is obvious is obvious, right? But um, playing like he played a lot of man this year and looked pretty solid doing it. Um, he's he's always around the football. I, I I'm watching just talking UVA too, um, which I appreciate. I, I thought the ball skills look good, and then yeah, when you you mix it in with the um, with the JMU tape where he's that roaming single high, and you see some of that still. You, you saw it a bit. He just obviously not playing single high, but you saw the range still at UVA at times. Um, yes, yeah. Just not put, he didn't have, the, I guess, the same opportunity to show that off. Yeah, yeah. Like I just don't think he, he was ever fully fully comfortable there, um, which I Well, it's hard again, to do what he did. Exactly. It's extremely hard. I'm not, I'm not saying he should have ever been fully comfortable. I'm just no, saying. No, no. Yeah, so, I, again, I do have a draftable grade on him. I don't think he's going to get drafted. But uh, interesting guy to bring in. I, I still I still a big fan. And, yeah, like you said, kick return guy too. Yeah. Uh, okay, who's your wild card? Uh, I didn't have a clear-cut guy this week. I, I put Hampson to zero, Dean, though, from Florida State. I, I, I did, too. I, I'm with you where nobody screamed at me. He made the most sense because yeah. of the injury history. And, yeah. Uh, I, I guess the previous first-round hype around him. Um, do you, you, I'm assuming you're kind of in the, what, the third round range? Yeah, well, you know me, I, he's a, he's a big safety, so I'm going to be a fan. I, I got a mid to late third round grade. Okay, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah, so the, the injury history, and he only played two games this past year. Mm-hmm. He's, the, like, obviously being 6'3", 215, and the, 
the amount of splashy plays he made, and he's so freaking long. I think he's like, got the longest got... wingspan uh, of any safety. 34 and a quarter inch, uh, which is ridiculous. And at the Senior Bowl, it was... If you picked out his worst plays of the Senior Bowl, it was only when he was covering slots one-on-one, which isn't what you're going to have him do. So I know <laughs> yeah. some people knocked his Senior Bowl week, but I thought he had a pretty good week because he looked great against tight ends where he used that length to kind of smother them. He did a pretty good job at Senior Bowl finding ball in phase, making plays uh, as that box one-on-one guy. Uh, and then you you jump back to the, the 2018, 2019, when he was healthy, Florida State tape. And, I mean, people, I think we're talking about him as being like a Derwin James tape, mm-hmm. which, no, just don't compare anyone to that. But 6'3", yeah, 6'3", 215, really good blitzer for a safety and thumper on the inside i guess with him um assuming he stays healthy it's he just needs to not be asked to do things he's not going to be good at yeah which i mean seems to be a hard thing for nfl coaches to wrap their head around but um (laughs) like i i I think he can be a pretty good true box safety where he's covering tight ends yeah he's getting involved in the run game uh like he can play a bit of linebacker um yeah, I don't know. I just don't want to take him out of the box. Like, I don't want him playing too, too deep or matching up, obviously, with slot receivers. Um, he's, like, pretty good in, in shallow zone. Mm-hmm. But I, I do worry about the fluidity because he, he is bigger and he's kind of got tight hips. I do worry about the fluidity if you're playing him, like, deep cover two and, like, For sure. play quarters, things like that. And he's not, he's not the greatest athlete either. Like, he's a, a solid athlete for his size, but, yeah. Agree. I agree with like everything you said there. Um, I'll I'll just add on to there. Um, yeah, in shallow zone, just to start there, uh, he just uses his length to eat up a lot of that territory yeah. in the passing lane. So that 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 just just helps. He's hard to he's hard to get the ball around. Um, and yeah, honestly, the the way he flashes a blitzer, uh, really interesting. Like he he laid some hits on some quarterbacks, and you kind of see him like stunting inside and like like getting under the guards a little bit. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, and I think like the ball skills are there enough too when he's in that shallow zone, react and use his length to get to the ball. Um, and then, yeah, like, you know, no concerns uh, against the run. Like, he uses that length to kind of just envelop ball carriers. Um, I think, like, for a bigger guy, his feet are pretty quick. I think he's pretty smooth in transitions. And, yeah, he's got all the tools to be a tight end matchup specialist. Um, he's going to have to, like, he still needs work as a man cover guy, but everything is there for him to be that dude. And you're sticking in the box um, and – I just think you're you're just not yeah I think I think he's a good football player you just don't use him like in cover two or anything stupid like that just just let him do what he's good at yeah no uh, again put players in the best position for them to succeed don't ask them to do things they clearly can't do yeah but, hey, it's pretty simple you'd think but not always who's your best bet uh, Trevon Merrick. Okay, I, I mean, it's him or Javon Holland. I, I end up going with Javon Holland. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I mean, they're both pretty good bets for non-first-round safeties. Agreed. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know what else is a good bet, AJ? What's that, Rob? Um, bet online. Whoa. Where you, where you can go and you can bet. Hey, you can bet on the NFL draft. The NFL draft, less than a week away. Why wouldn't you be betting on it? I mean... 
you could probably bet on Mac Jones going third overall and lose some money if you'd like. You know what would be or, a good prop bet for the NFL draft? What? what? How much time the Jaguars use uh, of the clock on the first pick? You uh, you should talk to me off pod. Maybe we'll, we'll, per- we'll write something up for bet online to pay <laughs> us to buy that. Okay. That's trademarked. Uh, but, hey, go to betonline.ag today where you can bet on things like the NFL draft, the NBA uh, regular season and the playoffs are, are, are around the corner. Um, Major League Baseball is well underway. Hockey as well. You can bet on, I'm sure you could have bet on that uh, that Jake Paul fight even. You can bet on anything at BetOnline because that's what BetOnline's here to do. Give you places to put your money to make more money. Uh, it's the fastest and easiest way to place and check in on all your favorite sports bets all the time. Head to the website or use your mobile device and bring home the game with Bet Online. Um, and hey, maybe maybe you're going to Bet Online, can't see clearly because the sun's in your eyes, because you're outside, because there's a pandemic, but you're spatially alone and just enjoying the sun when you can. Uh, but your outdoor experience could be better, clearly better. Canon sunglasses are made exclusively with polarized lenses for optimal clarity. Using Japanese optics, Canon's lenses are clearer, lighter, and stronger than other lenses and are nearly impossible to scratch. With frames handcrafted in Italy, Canon sunglasses elevate your experience outside with a degree of clarity beyond your wildest imagination. Use the exclusive code CANONCAST15 at canon.com to receive 15% off your first pair. That's K-A-E-N-O-N-C-A-S-T-1-5. Canon, clearly better. Uh, nothing would be better right now than uh, counting down our, our top safeties here, AJ. But before we do that, I uh, actually I checked how many safeties have been drafted in the last five drafts, and it's exactly average 20 a year. 28? 20 a year. Oh, 20 a year. Okay, I was going to say 20. That's a lot. Uh, 20 makes sense. Um, how many do you see going this year? Uh, let me let me see. I think... I think, uh, like, right around that number. Maybe... 22? Yeah, I, I'm going to say I'm gonna say 18. Actually, Brady Breeze probably get drafted. 19? <laughs> yeah, he will. I'll say, I'll say a couple more. I'll go, like, 20... 20, 22. Between 20 and 22. I guess the problem is who's a safety yeah. and who's not. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, okay, give me your 15 to 11 before we do our time. All right. Uh, 15 for me from LSU, Jacoby Stevens. Is he a linebacker? <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> my comp is Dakota Watson. Who was the linebacker? Uh, late fifth round grade, by the way. Uh, 14 for me, another big boy, Jamie and Shearwood from Auburn. Uh, Mid fifth round grade. My comp is Jonathan Cyprian. Uh, 13 for me, you had him as a corner. Trill Williams from Syracuse. Uh, late fourth, early fifth round grade. I got a Justin Burris comp. Uh, 12 for me, Caden Stearns from Texas. Um, interesting guy, tested big. Obviously, huge recruit at Texas, never lived up to it. Um, I got a lofty comp, though. I got an Anthony Harris comp. He's one of the more interesting guys. I'm, uh, I'm sure we'll talk about him a little bit. Uh, and then 11 for me, Derek Forrest. We talked about him. Uh, late fourth round grade, pretty much like back to back with Stearns there. Uh, my comp is Marquise Blair. And 10 for me, we already talked about him. Oh, wait, not 10, but we, we already talked about him. James Wiggins is 10 excited. for me. <laughs> you got a little excited, didn't you? I did. I'm sorry. I just wanted to go straight to one. Um, 
What was I going to say? Oh, I'm going to steal that Caden Stearns comp because I could not think of one for him. But He's I really hard. That one. Yeah, okay, I'm surprised. Okay. I, 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 He was one of the hardest guys to find a comp for. Uh, kind of stuck with that one, yeah. Uh, 15 for me is Jamie and Sherwood. So it sounds like I, – I swear there was crazy hype for him at one point. There was. There was. I don't know. I didn't I didn't get that, but uh, he didn't test very well either. No. Um. Yeah, so 15, Jamie Sherwood of Auburn. 14, Sean Davis of Florida. 13, Caden Stearns of Texas. 12, Talanoa Hafanga of USC. And 11, Derek Forrest of Cincinnati. So we got Forrest in the same spot. Ah, so we Forrest guys. Yeah, baby. Uh, and you're going to name your son after him. That, it's a, I mean, it's a fact. <laughs> um, do you want to talk about Caden Stearns? I, I feel like he's, he's – I know he's outside the top 10, but I think he's worthy I mean, of a he, quick conversation. Fre- dominant freshman year. Yeah, yeah. Up and down since. Yeah. Really big-time recruit who put up uh, crazy testing numbers. I liked his tape more than I thought I was going to going in. Um, you can see that twitch on tape, and he plays a lot of that. Like, he comes down low a ton. Mm-hmm. Like, he's very worthy of a, a mid-day three bet. Yeah, like, I... I shouldn't say I don't think he's getting out of the fourth round, but I, I kind of don't think he's getting out of the first round. When you when you throw the, the, the testing, the pedigree, and the tape isn't that bad. He just, you know. And he got I think he kind of bounced back uh, this past year, too, a little bit. I think, I think yes. I think teams will sell themselves on. They can they can turn him into mm-hmm. what he looked like he might be after his freshman year. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay, hit us with your 10 to 6. Okay, 10 for me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never guess who it is. James Wiggins from Cincinnati, mid fourth round grade. Rashad Johnson comp. That's a that's a big comp on it, but I, I do like him. Uh, nine for me is where I have uh, Telenoa Hufanga uh, from USC, mid fourth round grade. My comp is Jimmy Ward. Uh, and here, let's get to uh, Seahawks <laughs> safety comp corner here. A for me, Jamar Johnson, Indiana, uh, early fourth round grade. My comp is Tedrick Thompson. Take that as you will. Uh, <laughs> seven for me. Andre Sisco from Syracuse. Early, hey, yeah. finish your drink. Early fourth round grade. Bradley McDougald with juice comp. I struggle with that. That's very specific. And six for me. I see. I see a big safety wearing seventeen of Virginia Tech, and I can't not fall in love. Uh, Divine Diablo, oh, late third round grade. The comp has to be Cam, but what? Hold on, hold on. It's without borderline Hall of Fame player. Well, not according to Pro Football Reference and their stupid fucking AA app or whatever the fuck it's called. Anyways. Yeah, you get him, AJ. Don't, don't get me started. That's garbage. Um, he's Cam without MJ secret stuff from Space Jam. I appreciate this. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, uh, so, Tim, for me, uh, remember last week I said I'd have our Darius Washington in this group? Mm-hmm. Um. Here he is. Content, maybe, maybe for not. Well, here he is at 10. Uh, 148th on my board with the Mike Hilton comp. Nine. This is where I have Div- Divine Diablo, Virginia Tech. 116th on my board, uh, Jermaine Phillips comp. Jermaine Phillips was a hammer on those Buccaneers defenses. People forget. Uh, eight, James Wiggins of Cincinnati. 113th on my board, Trey Boston comp. Seven. Seven is Andre Sisco of Syracuse, 96 on my board. I saw Kevin Byard. I know that's a lofty comp, but that's who he reminded me of. And then six, um, Tyree Gillespie of Missouri, 
85th on my board, Marcus Williams comp. I got Marcus Williams, and he's my fifth. <laughs> um, um, we talked about Darius Washington last week, mm-hmm. so we no no need to do that again. Let's do uh, let's do a little Divine Diablo, who obviously six three two twenty six. You like a little more than I do. Tested awesome for a safety of that size. And you, yeah, you can see that explosiveness on tape. There's talk that he might be a linebacker at the next level. Uh, he played a ton in the box for Vautech, and that's obviously how you're best going to utilize him, I yeah. would think. Yeah. Um, so why don't, why don't you go ahead because you love him so much. Yeah, um, he's really, really good against a run. Um, you see that like, he's just such a – like he's a solid wrap tackler with a lot of force behind it, and that size just envelops the ball carriers. Um, and like I said, plenty of strength to finish. Um, and he's just really patient working through the traffic to the ball carrier. Um so I feel like the, the the blend of patience and just the ability to break it down, I almost feel like he has an effect on the run, um, even when he doesn't make the tackle, which maybe is a little abstract and maybe it's just my blind love for seventeen, at Vatek, but <laughs> but I feel like he, he affects the run, um, uh, pretty pretty significantly. I appreciate that. Um, you mix in that testing, um, he's gonna be a core special teams guy from the from the get go. Um, and I, I like. I think he's got a really good feel for his zone. Like you're playing him close to the line of scrimmage. Um, the eyes are really active. Um, he went to Vatek as a wide receiver. You see that he's got solid ball skills. Um, so all of that, um, I think, is something to bet on in the top 100. Um, like he's, you know, I'm not, I'm not super high, but like in, you know, mid to late third, uh, I like that there. Um, but he's one of those guys. Not, not great eye balance. He can get his eyes can get stuck in the backfield. He's, he's a little sticky in his change of direction. Um, like he, he'll struggle with opening uh, sort of more, more like timing his ability, like his timing on opening up and running with routes. Um, sometimes he'll just be chasing routes and you don't want him in that position ever. And the one knock I think I'll say on him, and it, it's not super common, but, uh, sometimes he comes into the hole flat footed and then maybe ties into how patient he is. Um, but sometimes he's just a little flat footed and kind of can, can miss not, not like he's getting run over cause he's so big, but just kind of. A guy can make a miss in the phone booth uh, at times against the more elusive guys. So I have him a little lower than you, mainly because of my concerns uh, about what you're going to do with him consistently on passing downs. Like Mm. I think, and that that maybe he's a linebacker because of that. Um, Because I think he's solid, kind of playing uh, the hook curl area and and being a, a zone defender, kind of more inside, but. I worry, and you saw it at the Senior Bowl. His he he struggled one on one with tight ends, and mm-hmm. obviously I don't really want to be playing him too deep in zone because I, I I think he's a little tight hipped. Yeah, I don't love his eyes in, in zone either. But then you 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 come to the he gets downhill fast. He's a really consistent run defender. <clears throat> when he's playing overhang, he's a really good force player too. But. Uh, I hate saying this. If he goes to the right place, I think you get a really good player, which is literally you can say about pretty much any first non-first round player. Like they need to go to the right fit. Fit is everything. Yeah. You worry that uh, uh, he goes to the wrong team and they're like playing him as a classic two deep safety, which is not where you're going to get the most out of him, right? So I I, I totally get your love for him, um, and I, I don't even disagree with you. I think there's a there's a very good chance he goes in the third round. Um, yeah. 
with with Hafanga, mm-hmm. the injury worries of the lack of size, like his inability to to cover is a bigger like he I think he's got great instincts and he is looking to kill people and he plays with his hair on fire and all that, but it's hard to with his injury history, a hundred ninety nine pound box safety, yeah, who really struggles in coverage. I really like him. I think he has great football instincts and he's a tough guy and I think he can be a really good third safety and a guy you want on your team. Uh, I just kind of worry there's not a big ceiling with him. And Agree. then you mix in the injury history, and that's kind of why I, I ding him a bit. Yeah, like the, the injury history is a definite deal breaker <clears throat> when you consider him as a top 100 guy uh, for sure. Um, and, yeah, he didn't test great. He's not big. Um, but, like, you know, his eyes are so good. Like, he, he's diagnosing everything yeah. in front of him very quickly. And his eyes – sorry? Sorry, I just I, I just wish he was bigger. Yeah. He feels bigger. Like, And I do think, like, his eyes make up for his lack of speed to an extent. Uh, I think you tweeted it today, which is funny. But uh, flashing is a blitzer. Like, he, a couple sacks against yeah. Oregon. That one, he used the, the, the swipe to beat the right tackle. That, that's fun. And he's always around the football. And, you know, he's, he's, he's going to be really good against the run. He's another guy stays square to the line and really patient for the ball carrier, taking good angles, uh, navigates the garbage really well. And then he slips blocks pretty well and competitive as fuck. Um, but he's also not a great tackler. He miss he misses quite a lot of tackles and he's just like I think that's part part of the, like he he is he's over aggressive, which doesn't help. And he's like he's not s- small, but he's not ultra big. Like there's not a lot of stopping power to him. Mm. So uh, it, yeah. it's a lot of like. He's flying in, and he's looking for the kind of the kill shot, which can obviously lead to a lot of misses. So that yeah, that's definitely a concern. I think it's those two things um, blended in with the lack of athleticism. He's just kind of tight. So if a guy makes a juke and like you said, a little over aggressive and not in in perfect position, um, he's just not getting there. He's got some really like like how did he miss that tackle tackles? Because he's there and he just just misses. Um, so I think it's a blend of those three things, and that's not good. Yeah. But you you love like what was his stats in, in six games? He had sixty two tackles, three sacks, yeah, two forced fumbles, four pick. Like he was stuffed in the stack box down the stretch for you to see. So it's like he's almost like a guy you know you you want on your team, um, but you're not betting on you're not taking him until pick one twenty or later, right? Yeah. And you're happy getting in there, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, bef- bef- before we hit our top fives, let's uh, let's do Andre Cisco quickly. Um, tons of ball production at Syracuse. Ended up getting hurt this year, which really sucks. Six one two sixteen. Not not like a killer hitter, but a consistent and aggressive player. Yeah. Um, we didn't get to see his test numbers, but you you throw on the tape, you see a guy who's really natural in zone coverage. Uh, I think two deeps his best spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good ball skills. The problem is that where I I knock him at least is I, I really worry about him manning up. Um, yes. He's kind of tight hipped. Yep. And his feet are aren't the greatest, and he just doesn't seem. It, it's shocking to see a guy who's like pretty consistently putting himself in the right place in zone, and then just kind of can't do a ton for you in man coverage. And yeah. That's, that's the biggest concern. If you take like the ten best plays from Cisco, he's a he's a like a day two pick solidly, a second round pick. Um, but yeah, just 
he can't cover man and he, he he's just tight and even like decent route runners kind of cook him pretty good and he's like sticking his transitions and like also kind of uh, around the line of scrimmage he can kind of get stuck in that traffic of the underneath coverage and kind of just lose his his route um and also like he, like he throws his body around big time but he doesn't wrap and like he, he also doesn't have that much force behind his tackles either even though he's like throwing his body around and like laying out He's yeah. not putting that much pop, so like he misses tackles and he's aggressive coming downhill and he bite on play fakes. But yeah, like oh. he, you sorry, you mentioned Hafanga playing bigger than he is. I feel like Cisco. I didn't think he was this big. Yeah, no, uh, definitely, he doesn't feel that big. Um, it's like he plays like a, like a guy that that knows he's big, but he doesn't finish like he's a big. Like if, if that makes any yeah. sense. But um, yeah, like over the over the top. The instincts are really good. Um, you see the like the the rangy. Um, it's it's I don't know. It's funny. All, like the makeup is there. Like he's got the he's got the aggressiveness and he's got the the zone ability. Um, it's like you you almost want to like him more than you do, but it's just those couple of things. Just um, you know, I I can't put him as a day two guy. Okay, let's do our. our uh, we only have two more safeties to really talk about here, so let's do our five to one, and we'll talk those two, and then we'll jump to the NFC South. Tyree Gillespie, number five for me, late third round grade. Like I said, Marcus Williams comp. Uh, four for me is this where I got Hampson and Nazir Aldean. Uh, mid to late third. Uh, my comp is a longer Mark Barron. Um, three for me, Javon Holland, mid second. So there's a big jump here. The, the top three are separate. Um, my comp is Desmond King plus for, for, for both the versatility uh, and, and the returnability. Uh, two for me is Richie Grant. My comp is Louis Delmas, who. Well, forgotten now. Mid-second round grade. I, and I, I, I give Huffanga a Louis Delmas comp. I think Richie Grant's way better than that. Louis Delmas was good. What are you talking about? He was like a thumper. Richie Grant's so much better in coverage. Delmas is good. Anyways, uh, Trevon Merrick, number one. Early second. Jesse Bates comp. Yeah. Uh, okay. Five for me. Hampson, Cyril Dean, Florida State. 58th on the, my board. Kerry Rhodes comp. Four, Jamar Johnson. So he's our kind of our biggest differ. 55th on my board with a John Johnson comp, um, mainly because both their names are Jay Johnson. Uh, three, Richie Grant, uh, 53rd on my board with a Chauncey Gardner-Johnson comp, or C.J. Gardner-Johnson, or Deucey, Deucey, whatever his other name was. C.D. Deuce. Uh, thanks. Uh, two, Javon Holland, 34th on my board, Justin Reed comp, and then one, Javon Mulrig. 28th on my board, Jesse Bates comp. Okay. Uh, quickly, let's do Gillespie, then we'll do Jamar Johnson. Okay. Uh, I, I I think we're both much higher on him than what I've at least seen with Tari Gillespie. Yeah, and I, I think it's, you know, no career interceptions for him. Like I, was, I think he's getting overknocked for that, right? Because yeah. ball, ball skills and ball production as a defensive back isn't all about interceptions. A lot of the time, like, if you want interceptions, I mean, Andre Sisko at 13 in, like, three – two in a bit years like yeah you know what i mean um it ver, ver, and, and broke up 14 balls gillespie broke up 12 like gillespie broke up more balls than jamar johnson so i think that's just he bro- broke up more than javon holland it's just a yeah. thing people overreact to um, didn't didn't gillespie test played, great but he, he ran well yeah. he ran a 4-4-2 but the rest of the testing mm-hmm. eh. he he played a ton of single head in missouri yep. and i Especially in the Alabama game, that's what really kind of yeah. made me love him. It's the best was game his, I think he played. Yeah, his ability to fly downhill mm-hmm. as a single high and make plays on Najee Harrison running, he was 
thumping. What? I, I think I think like the one of the early snaps, he, he just came down. He fucking uh, I forget what receiver it was, might have been Mechie. He just blew him up, and then from there on, he just set that that physical tone. And it was both uh, yeah. at the catch point and against the run. And um, yeah, you know, <laughs> Najee jumped him once, which made me think of Marcus Williams. I'm like, okay, this is a perfect Marcus Williams comp. <laughs> 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 Anyways, um, yeah, no, I, I and I think like. He's got the strength to stand guys up as a one-on-one tackler. You saw that against Najee Harris. And if you can do it against Najee Harris, mm-hmm. you can do it against anyone. And, like, downfield, too, he, it's he's good finding the ball downfield. He can track it. And he stays physical if, if he's, you know, at, at the line of scrimmage or if he's 50 yards downfield. I love that. Um, and, yeah, again, we're always going to fall for guys who played a lot of single high. Um, I do think he can take some over-aggressive angles and kind of fall, find himself out of position. Um, I think he can be a little hesitant at times and kind of get flat-footed, get caught flat-footed, that is. Um, and another guy kind of maybe a little too focused on the quarterback's eyes, which when it works, it works beautifully, and you see it work f- for one snap. But then the next step, he can kind of lose routes a little bit. Um, so I, I think all, like, I think it's, it's he's a little bit like a jigsaw puzzle that's, like, almost done. And if you can p- kind of find the pieces and put them in, you're going to get a really good safety. Yeah, no, he, he he's tough as nails. Um, I think he's got like, no, you, you can tell he's not like the again not a super twitchy guy on tape. But the the front the straight line speed is there. Yeah, he gets downhill in a hurry. Yeah. Um, and he puts himself in in good spots playing that single high because he he's got pretty good cover instincts. I don't think he he's a guy you really want to be manning up on tight ends and Mm-mm. slots. You you want him playing in single high and too deep. Yeah. Um, where you can flash that range and again i it's not often you see a, a guy playing so much single high being such a disruptive run defender normally especially in college you find a single high safety a lot of the time they are very rarely involved uh so maybe that's why we're higher on him than a lot of people because we fall for guys who play play really hard um and sometimes that clouds our judgment in terms of uh, athletic traits but do you hey, think he goes top 100 I, I, See, I thought he would, and then I saw other people mm-hmm. not super high on him, and so now I'm unsure. Like, yeah. I don't think he, he's like he doesn't get it in the fourth round, and if he does, that's one of the better steals, I would think. But agree, agree. Hey, and Mark Williams was a steal, baby. Kind of good point. <laughs> uh, and then Jamar, Jamar Johnson, who yeah. you said you have eighth, I have him fourth. I almost had him third. Um, I really love Jamar Johnson. That's another single high guy who he. Has ball skills and fluidity, yeah. and he's he's looking his best against Ohio State. Yeah. He can blitz, and he, he brings the hammer when he blitzes. Yep. Didn't test the way you expected him to test, maybe based on the tape, which is a bit concerning. He'll miss tackles. Uh, another guy who you want him playing deep and not coming down and manning up with guys either. Uh, you're getting the most out of him playing uh, in zone. Um what, what uh, I guess uh, is your biggest concerns maybe the combination of testing, um, man coverage and, and missed tackles. Yeah, the, those three. Yeah, like I said, it, it, four, five, eight. Uh, three cone was really bad. The shuttle was really bad. Um, and I think when you when you when you watch him, um, like the actual tape, you see the average speed. Uh, but yeah, against the run, man. And and again, I know you, we've already kind of prefaced this that you'll take. The, the the bad against the run uh, with the good against the pass in today's NFL. 
but just some really brutal reads. Um, I see a lack of effort in the run a, a lot. Uh, he felt pretty allergic to tackling can, to me. Like like can, the ball carrier. Go ahead, yeah. Can I just say, remember him? Um, now I'm not saying he's Malik Hooker as a prospect, but remember like some of the like Malik Hooker's issues at, at yeah. in, uh, like it, it. I got similar vibes with that, with the angles at least. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. To me, like the ball carrier will be. Right there in front of him, and he'll just not make an effort. He, he's one of the bigger boomer bust guys in this group. For uh, sure. Like, I think, yeah. Like, I think, the, again, those top three guys I'm pretty, feel pretty confident in. Jamar Johnson's huge boomer bust. Nasir Dean, it's going to be a lot of where he is used. Like, I, I think Gillespie's a better bet than, or a safer bet, maybe, than, or maybe the fifth safest bet. Or fourth safest bet, I mean. Yeah, when you when you take Johnson's best plays, he looks like if you throw the testing aside, he looks like he could be a first round pick because yeah. just the way he center fields and you know reading the quarterback's eyes and uh, reading the route combos and just how he's really crisp in his back belly transitions very well. Uh, like he's just he's a pretty smooth guy. Um, and then obviously the ball skills too. Um, and then yeah, like you mentioned the flat, he flashes some ability to blitz and he's got a nice feel for it. So it's almost yeah. like why can he do that stuff but be so so bad against the run, and it's it's not just that he's bad and like okay he can bat he can learn a bit it's a lack of effort that that really bugs me because um like he'll just fall at ball carrier's feet and yeah. it, it's so it, it's strange and that's <laughs> my Tedrick Thompson comp is kind of like a, a backhanded compliment because people still like Tedrick Thompson for for some reason but I hate him <laughs> but he you know he's a high that crazy interception yeah yeah exactly um and I I think Jamar Jefferson is uh whoa, Jamar Jefferson Jamar Johnson is better than Tedrick Thompson. Um, hey, plus the the double, double double names. Um, but yeah, I I see it. Uh, I get it. I have no problem with him going top one hundred. I think I got him like borderline. Uh, I think maybe like one hundred six or something like that. Um, uh, yeah, one hundred six. Good good job, AJ. So I I get it. It's just the the lack of effort and the lack of ability against the run just scares me off. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, I I think the only the like. Do you think more than the top three guys go in past the second, like earlier than the third round? Sorry. Like, do you think? No, I don't. I don't. Okay. Yeah. I think. I, mean, I think Jamar Johnson's the only one with a chance. Because if someone falls in love with, like you said, you take his ten best plays. Yeah. If, and if an NFL coach thinks, oh, we can, we can coach him up as a run player, I, I wouldn't be shocked. But I think he's the only. Uh, the only other one, but I, I'm I'm I don't. I, I think I, I think not. Sorry, not 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 second round, but um, I think like I, you can definitely see Cisco top go top one hundred. It's kind of the same idea, betting on the on the big plays. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I no, agree. I, like I, I agree. Gillespie's not going second round. Uh, I don't think Nazir Dean got a shot. Um, if it's anyone, yeah, I think I think I agree with you, Shamar Johnson. Even though I got him eighth. Okay, before we jump to a, a, NFC South, let me just mention. I think Sean Davis is is very interesting, and uh, I just I want more love for my guy. I'm not I'm not a fan. I don't know. The, I think and I think a lot of it came. And he's I think a lot of it came watching uh, watching Florida live. That I just like, over the season. I just like uh, he, he was, I don't know. I forget what game it was. Uh, okay. I I really dinged him. Anyways, yeah. Come on, NFC South. Uh, NFC South, go ahead with the Falcons. Yeah, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, one of the most interesting picks in the draft at at four. Um, 
you're taking quarterback or you're trading down. I think I, I that's that's what I would do. Um, and you're not gonna be picking fourth very often, and you're not gonna be in the midst of a great quarterback class like we got this year very often. And just look at next year's, it doesn't look that good. So you stick, you take a quarterback. Um, I think Justin Fields is going to the San Francisco 49ers, but if he doesn't, take Justin Fields. But anyways, to me, he goes, and I'm taking Trey Lance fourth. Um, Trey Lance is my quarterback, too. I, I love Trey Lance. I think he, he's got the entire makeup. Uh, and it's kind of a perfect situation for him for, for the fit with Arthur Smith and for the ability to sit behind Matt Ryan and learn from Matt Ryan. Um, so I think this is kind of the, the, the perfect landing spot for Lance and, and the perfect quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons. Second round, 35th. This is, I, <laughs> I think he's going to be a first-round pick, but just kind of seeing where we both kind of taken guys already because we haven't drafted him and like trying to project to our to our one we do the NFC and AFC West next week. I don't think anyone's taking him. So to, to me, Najee Harris falls to 35 and you get the fucking best fit in, in, in the draft. You get Arthur Smith, Najee Harris, and, and you're fucking laughing. And guess what? Who I think is another awesome fit at 68th in the third round? Ben Cleveland, who I don't know why everyone's sleeping on. PFF likes him, which is kind of cool. And I think he's a big old mauler. You stick him there at guard that they got a need. Uh, and I think that's, those three guys, I think he's just like the absolute perfect start to, to, to the Arthur Smith reign there in Atlanta. Now, I would like to have kind of grabbed some defense because they're, they're desperate for need at defense. But when this is such a top-heavy offense draft, I don't know, fucking embrace it. And, you know, their whole day three, take defense. But but here's, start with those three guys like that can kind of be like your, your core on offense. With with all the talent already there, obviously. Keep them in Georgia. And keep uh, them in Georgia, okay. exactly. Okay, for the, okay, the Panthers, eighth overall. Um, assuming they, they, they're happy with Sam Darnold, I guess. So take Rashawn Slater, get yourself a starting tackle. Um, I think you're pretty happy with him on either side. I think he is a all-pro capable player. Uh, second round, 39th overall. Speaking of Javon Holland, I think this is a good fit. You took Jeremy Chin. That's uh, fun. Who's kind of more of a linebacker. Javon mm-hmm. Holland can play safety. You you cut Trey Boston. Javon Holland can play safety or he can p- play nickel. Um, you you need more help in that secondary. And I think his instincts, in he's like a, a veteran presence who's actually a rookie. Uh, 73rd, they lost um, Curtis Samuel in free agency. So insert Amari Rodgers, keep another guy in state. Third rounds for keeping guys in state. Uh, Rodgers can play slot but he can line up in the backfield and he does so much after the catch uh, oh, yeah, I, I love it be a, a less explosive but more kind of gritty and consistent type of playmaker for joe brady uh sam darnold and, yeah and, and yeah as a curtis samuel replacement i like that i like that i'm i'm higher on rogers than i was curtis samuel coming out too but I, I like that um new orleans baby uh 28th get a receiver keep him in state we're, do, we're keeping with the trend uh I don't think Terrace Marshall's a first-round pick, but I think he's going to be in this range very much and be in this conversation for the Saints. Take Terrace Marshall. Um, you know, give your outside guy, explosive guy. Um, I also like, like transitioning to James Winston. I, I think that would be a fun fun duo. Uh, 60th overall, um, Tyson Campbell, Georgia, the corner. I uh, I like Tyson Campbell. I'm a big fan. Sticking him opposite Marshall Lattimore I, I think would be really, really interesting. Um, 98th, third round, comp picks. Um, they need some help in the interior. Uh, the class isn't great, but Mar- Marlon Tui-Pelotu, kind of just grab him, stick him inside. He can eat the run-up. Uh, I think kind of a safe guy. 
And then at 105, you kind of take your uh, potential boom here at Cam McGrone from Michigan. Uh, I think he fit that Saints defense very well. Uh, you know, he doesn't have to contribute immediately or anything. Uh, give him some time, and I think he could develop into something special. Good work. Good draft. Thanks. Uh, okay, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 32nd overall. It's tough because they're returning the vast majority mm-hmm. of everybody. Um, so, uh, JPP's a free agent after the season. Uh, last year in the first round, they, in quotations, bet on athleticism and Tristan Wirfs, even though he was much more than just an athletic tackle. Uh, and that worked out. So, 32nd, let's let's get another uh, guy to chase some quarterbacks and, and give JPP a bit of a break, too, and groom him to be the replacement. Joseph Asai, bet on that athleticism. I think situational pass rush early in his career and um, a lot more later. Uh, second round, 64th overall. Again, not a great interior defensive line class. That's kind of their one of the spots they could use some help, though. Um, obviously, Ndama is back, but he's getting up there in age. And opposite him, uh, you you want some more, I think, a younger, more explosive five-tech option who can also play some three next to Vita Vea when you go four-man. Davion Nixon, if he's there at 64, uh, another guy bet on the athletic upside. Uh, another Iowa guy like Tristan Wirfs. And then <laughs> 95th, this is tough because running back is not like a spot with them where you feel super comfortable. But they also brought Fournette back, brought yeah. Gio Bernard in. They dropped Keyshawn Vaughn in the third round last year, and they have Ronald Jones. Um, so I get, I think get a guy into Metric Felton who could play running back out of the back or catch passes out of the backfield, but also play a bit of slot receiver and be a jet sweep type of player. And they, they uh, obviously, I don't think Antonio Brown's going to be back. So getting a guy who can kind of be a, a bit of a gadgety receiver running back type for them, I think would be a lot of fun for Byron Lustwich and Tom Brady. I think that'd be a great haul for the Bucks. Um I, I think that first pick should be edge because you can never have too many of them. And like you said, JPP, that, yeah, moving on. That's my thought. Yeah, um, and there's no interior defensive lineman worth that pick. Yeah, Nick's, if Nixon's there, that's a slam dunk. Uh, quickly before we get out of here, do you think Felton goes top 100? Um, realistically... I, probably not, but I'm going to have him in my... Agreed. Like he is... Yeah. He's my 95th player, So and I just took him 95th. Yeah, so I think he's... Yeah, I th- like, I have a f- early fourth-round grade, I think, but he's a top 100 player on my board, so... Uh, agree with you. I, I don't think he's going to go top 100, but I... I think he's going to be a guy who goes in the fourth round, and we're both like, wow, this team's so smart. Yeah, I got him 92nd, by the way. Anyways, let, let's get out of here. All right, AJ, uh, remind the folks to tune into your Locked On Locker Room App show. Yeah, Uh, tune in to my Locker Room App and tune in on Monday for the specialists. And then we're going to do our final mock draft next, uh, dropping next Wednesday, getting ready for the draft. I think we'll probably do a a recap show immediately after the first round like we usually do. So we're in the thralls. It's only one week to go. Let's, uh, Let's close her out. Have you ever wondered how to say good morning in Italian? Or what is goodbye in French? You can ask Alexa. Just say, what is happy birthday in German? Or how do you say hello in Japanese? Do you want to know how to say I love you in Spanish? Ask Alexa and start learning a new language today.